0: Good afternoon everybody. Kyle here bringing up Homs.
1: Hello hello. The BBO show and it's another day here in the UK and it's beautiful weather, Um, incredible weather Um, and we've experienced that yesterday, today. So if you are in lockdown, if you are in COVID-19, you know there's still ways to enjoy the sun whilst being sensible or playing within the rules I guess. So that's where we are in terms of what's happening around us in the world which is also a great opportunity and time to study to learn something new and actually focus on something we're discussing this week which is whether or not you have a website or not using the website in a way in which it will be effective when a customer lands on the page and that page is in particular is your sales landing page which is what we are discussing this week. So yesterday we spoke about websites versus landing pages, why a website doesn't necessarily serve the purpose of making the sale, and what does serve the purpose of making a sale is a sales landing page. So that's what we've been talking about yesterday, bringing it into today, where we actually are going to be deep diving and starting the process to help you build your very own sales page regardless of if you've got a website or not. So you can now leverage this time that you have in order to creating a sales page, or, my mic is muted. No, I can hear you. Oh, you can hear me fine, okay. So, ah, there was just a thing that flashed up on the window. Or, if you don't have a website, actually save yourself a hell of a lot of time, skip the website part and go directly to a sales landing page and joining yesterday's session, yesterday's BBO show on Monday, that question will be answered. Why do I just need a sales landing page? Why do I not need a website? So we're not gonna dive into that today because we have already covered it. So now the assumption is we're moving forward and moving ahead with a sales landing page. And why are we doing that? So give you a quick snapshot. So why are we doing that, Kyle? And then let's dive into helping them build a sales landing page.
0: Sure. So we talked about this in a lot more detail yesterday. The basic idea of a landing page is to give our website visitor pretty much one choice. Um, In the case of a sales page, do they buy or do they not buy? However, so many companies um, instead bombard their visitors with choice. They give them too many decisions to make. And the end result of that is that people just bounce off. Um, They just leave the page because it's too much to do. Um, And we're Mm. going to be looking at a very good example of that today.
1: Absolutely. So what we want to do is when somebody lands on your page, we just want to give them one pathway to make a decision, not a million, just one. And we're going to show you some good and bad examples live out there in the marketplace today and then commentate on what makes up a great sales page. What elements should go on these pages? And we're going to be presenting this to you whilst looking at some examples at the same time so you so it visually makes sense so what i'd say is if you're listening to this on audio then this is one episode we do highly recommend you either bring up the pages very briefly on the side whilst you're listening to the audio, or you come and join us on the YouTube slash Facebook slash Twitch channel to actually watch this one live. It will be well worth your time because we're gonna be looking at some big companies and what they're doing very well and what they're maybe not doing so well. And the idea of today is to familiarize yourself with what a sales landing page is, what are the components and elements that go on it, good and bad so that we can actually go ahead and build your very own sales page later in the week and that's what we'll be developing on so today is a familiarization of all the components and then it will make sense when you go ahead and build your own page there'll be things we're talking about and you'll be like yes I need to have that I need to have that I need to have that feature on my page because I understand why they must feature on my page now so that's us so Carl talk to us about um how we're going to be i've sort of described it but what kind of examples are we going to be using sure we're going to be looking at two good examples and one not so good example
0: the whole purpose of today as hans just mentioned is it's kind of like safari it's a guided tour of what's out there Uh, we're going to be using some big companies specifically airbnb which you've probably heard of AMEX, American Express, which you've definitely heard of, and then a smaller company called Monday.com who produce project management software. Uh, But they have a nice landing page that we can learn a lot from. The point of this uh, guided tour today is just to familiarize yourself with different elements that we find on a sales page. Over the next two days, we're going to be diving into details about what you should be having on your particular sales page. Um, so we'll be working through the copy and the design of the sales page. So today is really that, it's, it's a, a guided tour.
1: Mm, absolutely. So when we think about guided tour, think about this as, and again, we'll mention this a bit later, but imagine yourself, you've jumped into our safari truck and me and Kyle are the drivers and the narrators of the environment around in the safari, in the wild, the wild being online sales landing pages that exist. So you've jumped into the truck with us and we're about to start and initiate this safari experience. And one of the things we're gonna have in this safari experience is we're just gonna be looking at things as we pass them. We may stop on the safari to just observe and commentate on certain areas, but we are gonna be working our way through the safari. We have got a time limit, so we're not gonna be spending too long on certain parts, but once we feel that you have an understanding of these elements and components, we'll then be continuing on the journey. So hopefully that makes sense. So that's the best way to t- treat today. You've jumped into our safari truck and we're going on to a safari. So the way we're going to present today is Kyle will be talking in the background. Uh, you won't see his face for large parts of these examples. I will feature in this small video in the corner so that you can hear my audio and see my face. And that's the way we'll present today. And we're going to kick off by looking at some good examples. And the two good examples we're going to describe to you are Airbnb and monday.com. Now, a quick question before we kick off, Kyle, mm-hmm. is what? why have we chosen these examples? Because I think that's also important to get across to the listener.
0: Sure. So we've chosen Airbnb because, well, everyone knows about this, but Quite specifically, this Airbnb page is a specific landing page for somebody who wants to become a host. So this, remember we've been talking about the fact that landing pages should be very specific, they should be very focused. This is a great example of that. It's not just Airbnb as a whole, it's okay, you want to become a host,
1: here's how you start the process. Absolutely. And why have we chosen the kind of companies that we'll be showing? I know we have got this in the notes later, but I think it's worth framing up to the listeners at home, why we selected these kind of names versus an alternative, which we could have done as well.
0: So we've chosen larger companies, uh, especially for the negative example, for the reason of it's not very fair for us to punch down on small companies and say, hey, these guys are rubbish, their website's rubbish. I mean, that's that's no fun and that's not very helpful so instead we've chosen large companies where we can actually uh, cast an expert eye on what they're doing and if we're saying uh, less generous things or slightly mean things about their websites at least they're large enough and big enough that you know they can take it they're big boys especially amex um so we'd prefer to punch punch up instead of punch down that's the main reason um, but for the majority, we're going to be talking about this very positively—things that you can learn from. Uh, but we do have some examples, uh, in particular American Express, where there are things that you should not be doing.
1: Yeah, and and again, we're we're selecting these bigger companies because they have a budget, they have teams, they they can take it on the chin. Uh, whereas you know, there's no expectation for a small business to. Even be aware of all of these elements which is one of the reasons building businesses online show the bbo show exists so that you know business owners whether you're small or medium-sized enterprises can check into a week and a topic that suits you then join the slack group and ask us specific questions about your business because a lot of what we do is looking at a bigger picture a macro picture and there are some generalizations along the way And the reason the Slack group exists, which is completely free, is to ask us those nuanced questions, which is specifically based around your business. So if you're watching this, you don't have to be an Airbnb-sized business, an American Express-sized business, but we're gonna look at what these big companies do who have humongous teams and budgets, and they work with some of the biggest agencies on the planet, and look at what they do well, and look at areas which they can improve. So right, Carl, let's kick off with Airbnb as our first good example. Yep. So this is the Airbnb
0: host page. So as just mentioned, this is for people who want to become a host on Airbnb. This is where they, uh, as it says in many places, they get started. This is the beginning of their process. Uh, This isn't fully a sales page because I'm not transacting. I'm not sending money to Airbnb here, uh, but but it is the first step to becoming a host.
1: Okay, that makes sense. And why is that in what, why is that a, uh, an important factor?
0: So what's an important factor?
1: Uh, the, the fact that the way they've got that landing page set up.
0: Okay. Well, we'll go through this, um, in okay. a minute from the top. Let's just, uh, introduce all of the examples quickly. That makes um, sense.
1: Okay. So this, the first one is Airbnb and Airbnb. that, and this is what we're calling their sales landing page.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for becoming an Airbnb host in particular. Understood. Uh, okay and the second one is a company you probably haven't heard of uh, but i like their page for educational purposes it's monday.com so they are a project management software Um, and most interestingly they are a smaller company in in an industry that has a lot of big players Uh, the big players are people like basecamp see highlighted here trello asana these are big companies and monday.com is using this particular sales landing page in order to uh, try and out compete or to compete in the same level as its bigger competitors so i thought this was an interesting
1: example Yeah, that is a cracking example. Um, and I, and I do see them advertised and they do advertise strongly, but now I've looking at their landing page. It's very impressive and we'll explain why that is later on. So what's a bad example? I know we mentioned Amex. Sure.
0: So this is the American express, uh, I guess it's a general website. It's their landing page and their sales page for credit cards. This is where you come. If you want to start your application for an American express credit card. And I mean. You can already see there's a lot here um, and we're going to talk about all of the mistakes they make and there are numerous mistakes. Um, yeah, so this will be our bad example for the express reason that it's a huge company and we don't feel that bad about talking, uh, talking. About them.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll, be and we're, they'll be fine. And we're too small for them to even bother with us. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, that's great. So that's two examples two good examples which is airbnb and monday.com why i like those variations is because everybody knows about airbnb but monday.com may not be uh, in your awareness so it's great to look at them as a company which we may not be aware of and see what they do very well as well and also amex which is a big 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 global household name and just to see how we can improve their page or what are they doing not so well that we can then learn from and Uh, turn that into a learning when we start to build our own sales pages? I think a worthwhile um, point to make, this is a little more advanced,
0: but all three of these pages are sales pages that they have set up and they're sending direct Google advertising traffic to. So they're paying for people to land on these three pages. Airbnb are paying for people to land here, Monday.com are paying for people to land here, and Amex are paying for people to land here. They're spending money, a lot of money.
1: So for context, what that means is when somebody is paying, i.e., via a Google ad, so Amex has a Google ad out, they are they are sending an advertisement to a specific problem somebody searches. So, Mm -hmm. say for example, somebody might search in, I need a credit card which gives me air miles. And they might type that into Google and then American Express will present their advert right to the top of Google within that advertising section that is available for companies. Now, what that means for context is if somebody clicks that, um, American Express already knows their intent. They already know what they want to do. So when they come to the page, if you joined us yesterday, you'll know that what we wanna do is present the audience or present the visitor of the page, the solution to their exact problem. Now, what Kyle is saying, because these guys are advertising, they already know what the problem is, yet they are presenting a page which doesn't provide the solution. So that that's just to give you some context on why, why it's almost like, wow, you're spending this much money, you know what somebody's problem is, and when they come and land on your page, you're going to make them work hard to find the solution for the problem that's the context in which advertising and almost throwing away money is a bit of a challenge here so and it's
0: not a small amount of money either Um, to land on this page is probably costing them one or two pounds uh, to get that click to get one person to the website Um, so they can throw away a lot of money very quickly if this website doesn't work and we'll talk about that in more detail
1: absolutely so that is a vital component there The, the the fact that when somebody comes to your sales page they have a problem. And it's your role to solve their problem on that sales page as specifically as possible. Because if you don't, the visitor will get frustrated having assumed that they will solve their problem on your page and very quickly realize they can't or it's gonna be too difficult to do that and they will go elsewhere. For American Express, for example, to go elsewhere may be something as simple as, they may go to somebody else's blog and actually end up buying or signing up for a credit card via somebody's blog and affiliate link. Now that means American Express has not only given away advertising revenue associated with this purchase, but they've also given away affiliate revenue associated with this purchase. That is not sound, that's not a sound landing page. They've just made it really difficult for the customer to, to transact on their particular page. Yeah. So that's a vital, a vital component here.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. So. I think let's dive in to the elements of a web page, um, and you need to be asking these kind of questions about your business. What, why are people coming to your page? What is their question? What are their requirement? Um, and what elements on your page, your current page, or if we're, uh, if you're creating a new sales page, your page you'll be creating over the week, what elements do you need to have in order to help solve that question? To help. Um, fulfill that requirement in a way that airbnb does monday.com does and american express does not so let's dive in i think
1: okay great so here are some elements to consider okay so what elements do are we going to be considering when we go on this safari tour and i'm just going to quickly fire them off and then we're going to go into them in detail as we actually go and drive through the safari which is these three landing pages yep. we're not spotting giraffes lions and tigers today we're spotting Airbnb. British Air, American Express, and also monday.com. That's what we're going to be looking for. And we're going to be looking for specific things on their site. And those specific things are headers and titles, navigational elements, what their call to action is, do they feature their features and benefits? And do they handle ob- the customer's objections very well? And do they present the customer with social proof? So, those are the elements that we're going to be describing. And I'm not adding any more explanation here because we'll be talking about that as we go through and we reference our examples. But it's good. To, but as here's an important note once again it's good to have this page open if you're listening on audio because it will make the Safari experience a lot better. And if you're watching live with us on the screen, you don't have to worry because Carl is going to be navigating through the screen for us live in this in this today's episode. So Carl, let's kick off with the first element which we described, which is the header slash the title. Absolutely. So the header in general is the
0: area that you see when you first enter a website. I'm on a desktop right now. This would be exactly the same on a mobile phone. It would just be a bit more squished up like this. Um, But on a PC, it's this area, this whole area here, we call this the header. It's what somebody sees when they first enter a website. It's the, um, or it should be, the area that grabs your attention. It draws your attention in and it brings you into the page. So generally, very often you will see an image. Sometimes you will see a video in the the header. And almost certainly you're going to see a title, uh, a title text
1: yeah and that text um ideally so we'll look at we'll look at airbnb as as an example and what they're doing well with their title text in a moment but ideally with the title text they want to be they want to be explaining to the customer how they can solve their problem on this page immediately like are are you in the right place yes you are because within this title we're explaining exactly what your problem is and exactly the solution that will uh, solve that particular problem within the title. Now the title page can also feature images, videos, some fancy ones. You'll see there's a video moving off the back of it, or it may be a static video, which you can click to activate and understand what some more context around the landing page. So let's now dive into this Airbnb page, Carl, and let's have a look at what they're doing very well uh, when we, when we refer to headers and titles.
0: Absolutely. So the main thing we're seeing here is this large image. It is a host greeting a guest. That's nice and basic. It doesn't do a huge amount, um, but it's, you know, it shows a real person meeting a real person, or I assume they are. It's not massively important, but it's fine. What's really great on this header though, is this headline they're using, which is earn money as an Airbnb host. So a lot of people will be coming to this page for the first time because they've heard about being an Airbnb host. and they're interested in it. they, they want to obviously make money and that's going to be their primary concern their, their primary objective here, the result they're looking for. So Airbnb addresses this right up front with earn money as an Airbnb host. They could have gone in many different directions, but instead they go extremely directly to what it is that the visitor is trying to achieve.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just uh, just a comment on the image there. It's also handy to have the image relate to the title. So uh, they've gone for a very, very generic image, but that's safe for them as a large company because they they must have incredible volume to this page. But what they're essentially saying there is, you know, one person in this image is representing the host, one person is rep- potentially representing the guest. So that's what they're saying. And they're backing it up with a very specific title, which gets straight to the point. And... When Kyle says they could have gone in any different direction, they could have said uh, rent out your spare room to to help you uh, cover the cost on your bills by Airbnb like they could have really hit many many different reasons people become an Airbnb host but what they've done is gone for the biggest, most precise one and it's very powerful by being that specific yeah
0: um, what they've also done, and this we're going to talk about this more in call to actions, but they have added a call to action right here. This is what they want you to do on the page is get started. um, And you can immediately put in where your, where your property is, uh, what type of property it is and how many guests you can click that. And it will give you an estimate of how much money you can make immediately. That's an extremely strong, um, header because it gives you, it gives you the hook, which is earn money as an Airbnb host, as well as the next step, which is to immediately find out how much you can make. So this is a great, a, a
1: great header. Fantastic. Let's have a look at another good example, which is monday.com. So monday.com is a bit more generic. Um, the image they have on the right rather than the left,
0: doesn't really matter. Um, both work. The image here is kind of generic. They're showing, you know, a team of people who are remote, they're around the world, they're all communicating with one another. They've got a dog in there, that's good. Um, but this doesn't do a huge amount, I would say. Um, what is more interesting is they jump straight into their uh, the problem statement which is okay i need to manage my projects and my team is around uh, around the world how do i do that they use the headline manage successful projects remotely so that's pretty much to the point there
1: mm, absolutely but just add some context to add some context on the subheader which mm. airbnb didn't have which is quite common as well and it's another piece of you know, online real estate within the header title section, which you can add some more clarity to what the customer's problem is and and how you're going to solve it. So if you look at there, they got Monday.com is a powerful project management alternative, Mm. manage multiple projects at once, wherever you are. So they're adding some more context and there's two ways to look at this. You know, you could lead with that, that could be their primary header. Um, but it seems like they've selected to go with that as a subheader, probably because it's slightly longer and manage successful projects comma remotely is a lot easier to digest. Um, so I assume that's why they've gone with it. but either way you could you could select which way you want to go with it, but it's again just like Airbnb, it's very direct, it's very to the point. it tells the the person who's landing on this page exactly what they can do with their product. You it's, in, it's incredibly specific,
0: Um, so I agree with you. I would actually use this Monday.com a powerful project management alternative as my lead in, I would use that as my headline, um, because the whole point of this page is to help people who are looking for alternative. They're looking for new project management systems. And we'll look at that over the rest of this page. Um, as mentioned before, Monday.com is smaller. Than a lot of the incumbents in the market Um, so they need to prove that they are a better alternative so personally i would have used um, this alternative as a headline uh, rather than this slightly more generic managed successful projects remotely
1: great that's a hybrid between what they've done and what i've said so carl said let's take a part of that statement and use that instead because that is even more specific than the main headline and just an additional note on the image Uh, because yes, they're a lot smaller than some of these big project management software tools out there. So it looks like on the image, what they're trying to do is show the image and people using the product, and what it actually looks like, which in the early days of, um, you know, presenting your product is quite a wise move um, to give people an idea of what to expect, what does it look like. And I probably feel that they think theirs is looks better. And looks cleaner and slicker than most of the alternatives out there. Yeah. So why they're pr- proudly presenting that on their headline page. And I think that's fair
0: to say, because they then go on to show a lot of images of what it looks like and it is beautiful to be fair. So mm. I think that's correct. Um, it's a very clean looking, nice image, um, of their
1: screen there. Fantastic. Now let's yeah let's let's hide have... in. <laughs> <laughs> right so american express right so give us your thoughts on this
0: carl all right so this is the header up here um the header is actually quite squeezed up it's just this text here and this image and then it goes directly into the content it's fine um to have a small header like that but it's not very attention grabbing because of the content here what do we have we have a mother and a child smiling at a computer screen Okay, it's fine. It's not really Amex related. It's not really even credit card related. Maybe they're buying things online. I don't know. Can't see their screen. Um, so that isn't really connected to anything. Their headline though is is dreadful. Their headline is just American Express credit cards. So th- <laughs> there's no hook there. There's no there's no addressing of the problem. There's no okay. You've come to this website for a particular need. This is purely descriptive. It's just saying yeah. This is this is this is a page about American express credit cards is bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so, so that's, so what we're now in contrast as a listener and a viewer of the BBO show today, you'll be able to see the difference between what is something that is very specific to the point and immediately gives the visitor confidence that this page is going to solve their problem. Now we have to remember what, and we're making assumptions with this as well, but why would somebody want to get an american express now common sense would say that most people are interested in an amex card because of the air miles Mm -hmm. um, which they will mention later in the page because it's one of the biggest perks i've got an american express because of the air miles as well now what's a shame and what they don't do very well is they don't lead with this is that fair to say carl yeah i mean this image
0: here is completely generic it's some happy people looking at computer um, nothing to do with Amex, you could have instead a picture of somebody relaxing with a nice glass of champagne in first class on an airplane, yeah. or if you wanted to go along this kind of family route that they've gone for, a family reuniting at an airport, you know, uh, they've been brought together by the by the Amex, by the air miles, um, Mastercard, for example, do this really well, because it's a financial product, but they focus on the benefits, it's, what's their slogan?
1: Um, uh, I, I can't remember, but I know, I know it's for everything it, else is
0: MasterCard is for everything base.
1: else in ma- incredible, incredible campaign. And yeah. it's, um, and it's about
0: families reuniting. It's about family experiences and stuff like that, because you get the perks through the card because you have hmm. the ability to, so they, they don't focus on the financial bit instead, what you can do with it, the benefit of it. Amex had a perfect opportunity here because of things like air miles, uh, because of the perks that people will often associate with Amex and they've come to this page for those kind of reasons. Um, so yeah, this could have addressed those benefits right off the bat with a better yeah, image, and absolutely. some kind of, <laughs> anything's better than just saying the name of the product.
1: Yeah, because what that title basically tells us is nothing. Yes, we know it's in American Express. We know that already we're on their website. We know we're going to be looking for credit cards because we may- maybe clicked the ad or we Googled it, American Express credit card. So we know why we're there, but it's not addressing why somebody may be on the page. There's no hook. There's nothing to, a- to grab our attention. And then if we look at the sub headline, which Monday.com did very well, this is a wordy Sub headline. There's There's a a lot lot
0: going on here. I mean, this is technically two. American Express offers a range of UK credit cards with different rewards and benefits tailored to your lifestyles and interests. Deep breath. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, that doesn't really tell us anything new. Um, There's nothing that differentiates that from any other credit card to be honest. Uh, Then the next bit is whether you want to collect loyalty, membership, reward points, cashback or travel rewards or enjoy premium lifestyles experiences, here you could find a credit card to suit your needs. Okay, so grammatically that's incorrect. Um, It should be here you can find a credit card to to suit your needs. But more than that, it's just a mess of a a sentence.
1: And Amex, if you're watching, you can send, just, just message us in the Slack group and we will send you the bill for that one.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll send you our bank
1: details. (laughs) I mean,
0: come on, grammatical error. That's yeah, that's bad. Real bad.
1: So, so that's, that's an example of, so all all we're doing here is we're comparing the title and headline section. The first section that somebody will see and experience when they visit your website. Mm -hmm. So we've given you two examples and Two bad examples, but fundamentally, what we want to do in this space, in this critical, you know, online real estate or website landing page real estate is solve somebody's problem. Because remember, when people are landing on your web page, they are landing on your web page because they have a problem, they have a requirement, they have something that they want to solve. And that's what they're here for. So if you look at Airbnb, You know, somebody wants to become an Airbnb host. That's why they're they're hitting this part of their website. So they come to the Airbnb sales landing page. Airbnb says, absolutely no problem. You can earn money as an Airbnb host, immediately tell us about your place and give us some information, and then you can get started. It's this simple. You can do it on the headline and title page. So that's an example. Monday.com does exactly the same thing. So if we was to say, okay, Air, Amex, how can we improve this? Well, Amex would be start earning Air Miles now and apply for your American Express Air Miles card, and give them the button and the option to get started with that on the title header page. And that's yep. just that's just off the top of the head. Yeah, um, whereas
0: right now this is dead space. You would just immediately go past it. Um, so you've wasted the most or the prime real estate on the page is up here. Uh, right now that's empty. There's nothing there that's useful.
1: Mm, exactly. So that's, that's us talking about the header title page. Now let's move on to hmm. the next component, which should be as part of your sales page, which is navigation bar and navigation elements. So next up, let's discuss this and yep. just a bit of maybe Carl, just a bit of, uh, context, what is a navigation bar navigation or elements for anybody who's not aware of that term? Absolutely. Navigation
0: elements are different ways for you to go places from the page you've landed on. Um, So example here, you've got a button in the top right, which is get started. You've got a button here, uh, which is also get started. And that's kind of it. Um, On Airbnb, you have a few different things you can click on up here or get started. And on Amex, obviously you have Many, many, many things. Um, The importance of this is, remember, somebody has landed on this particular page because they have a particular problem. Somebody's landed on monday.com because they're looking for an alternative project management software. Uh, Somebody's landed on this Airbnb page because they're interested in becoming an Airbnb host. So we already know they have a specific need. If you give them multiple navigation options, you give them so many different other places to go, and you risk losing them elsewhere in the website.
1: Yeah. So let's look at Monday.com as the simplest example first, because what they, the only navigation mechanism they have on their site and the only navigation option is this button in the top right corner mm-hmm. and the button on their headline page, which both are the same, by the way. They just say get started. Yeah. And I wanna give the,
0: them points too for this choice of color this pink against this blue it pops so well they've done really well on that design element that kind of jumps out the page it almost looks 3d on the monitor
1: yes and it's not like visually it is but actually it's not so it's fantastic so this is a great example of a a binary landing page what do i mean by that it means you've got a choice you either can do that action you either can get started or you won't get started and the only way not to get started is to leave the page and that's it there's such complete focus and one pathway for the customer when they land on this page you know they got a problem that they're solving and that is with their project alternative project management tool now the best way for a customer to solve that problem is to get started with it it's as simple as that so incredible um, method now the next one carl would probably be airbnb because they are not as binary as that but they are also sim- simple yep yeah, so we've got the get
0: started the get started um and then further down the page they have a few more well, they're kind of hidden actually they have one here get started and then some other ones kind of hidden around um, airbnb does have other options other places you can go um, the reason for this is they need to address a lot of objections. We're going to talk about this more in detail in a moment, but they need to de-risk becoming an Airbnb host. So all of the other links off this pages are all about that. They're all about de-risking the uh, the process of becoming an Airbnb host because people do worry about their home. They worry about the house getting wrecked, basically.
1: So um, if so I'm the main curious, Kyle, if, if, yeah, so on. so so there's there's another way to do this in terms of I think it's what. Airbnb have done. I haven't got the website open in front of me. Yep. If you clicked, for example, setup, does that navigate you out of this page or does it, it keep you on this page? It takes you to
0: another page, but look what happens immediately on that page. There we go. They have a big, have a big get started. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, they have a bit more information. And then I imagine at the bottom, they will also have, yep, get started. So wherever you go, it hooks you back in. Um, it doesn't allow you to just go rampant and wander around the site you do, don't find yourself suddenly looking at uh, you know villas you can rent in the south of france it it keeps you in this host area and it keeps you looking back always to this get started um, so if i look at safety for example oh there we go get started um it's always there it's always the focus so they do give you a bit more freedom um, but you're always brought back to the get started button
1: Yeah. And and if we put this into context for Airbnb versus monday.com, monday.com is new. So typically when something is new, they want to get customers as focused as possible and they want to increase users. Airbnb is now established. So they will have, and something as complex as Airbnb, they will have a lot of like Carl says, objections and questions to answer. But the way they've done that via their navigation is not to allow the visitor to, escape and the alternative to escape is also allow the visitor one way to get started not get started um, b- by uh, different mechanisms not learn about other things is very simply just get started on every single page that's incredible so let's have a look at now um again we're, we're classing this as our bad example because they're big enough to take it on the chin so let's have a look at american express and what they do poorly under the title navigation. So I started. I started counting it up. So it, you have a navigation bar
0: at the top. That's what this is called. So you automatically have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, whatever it is, up here. Then each of these cards allows you to navigate away to apply now, learn more, apply now, learn more, apply now, learn more, etc. Then you have all of this additional information. To be fair, they do need this legally, um, but these are different places you can go. I I, I got bored counting how many uh, places you could go. Look at this paragraph here. This has two links in it, two different parts on the page. This one here has one, two, three links. This one has one link. Um, I I did a quick scan. There are 404 ways to leave this page. You can go in 404 different directions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Monday is get started or leave the page. That's it. Uh, Amex is... You have four hundred and four different options you can take. Um, three hundred and one of them go to different places on Amex, and a hundred and three of them go to uh, other websites in other places around the internet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, So so what what they're not doing here is they're not creating one single easy pathway for their customer to get a credit card. That's the goal here. You know, that's the goal they want to achieve on this page and it's you know with with 400 plus different ways to leave the site or go elsewhere and remember every time somebody goes a step elsewhere or navigates somewhere else it's one step further from them actually transacting and clicking the button which says get credit card now and there's no button which says get credit card now that's visible or easy to reference uh, and even then lots of apply now buttons but but then how do we then how do we then select between those cards that all should be handled uh pre coming on this website so anyway what we're showing you is, is an example of one binary or a simplistic way to navigate a site which is airbnb and american express which is you know on on a visual count is 47 but when you plug it into a tool there's 404 different ways and external links and ways to just g- get away from making the sale um, oh, no, man.
0: it was 47 just at the top of the page and then i got bored of counting
1: so <laughs> wow okay uh, so we've mentioned this phrase you know now we, we spoke, we've shown you the button uh, which is get started airbnb's become a host get started american express is apply now but that button is really you, you've got to navigate slightly to get to that button and those buttons we refer to as the next element, which is to be included on your sales landing page, which is the phrase or is called, you may have heard it before, a CTA. Now, this is jargon. This is a phraseology because it's a, it's a lot easier for us to say within digital marketing or or online business landscape, but essentially it's a call to action. So, Carl, what is a call to action? and we can then dive in and and actually compare each page's call to action as well. Sure. So on
0: a landing page or a sales page, you want the visitor to do something. Um, So a call to action is a big bright sign telling the visitor to do something. Usually it's a button. Um, So a button that says click here or buy now, or in this case with monday.com, get started. Um, on both Airbnb and Monday.com, there are multiple pages all around the page. So we have a get started here, get started here. Um, as you scroll down the page, there we go. There's another one, get started. These are all call to actions. These are all CTAs going to the same place.
1: And that, I think that's a good point, Carl. They are all the same call to action as well. So what we often see is not necessarily on these pages, but what we'll see is call to actions. To go and explore different things, and that can be really confusing for the customer.
0: Well, that's what we're seeing on Amex.
1: These are technically
0: the call to actions, the apply now buttons. But right here, even on this, you know, snapshot, you have three of them. So automatically, the choice you're given the visitor too many choices. Like, well, uh, which one do I, which one do I apply for? Um, so there are multiple call to actions, which reduces the chance of anyone doing any action at all.
1: Absolutely. And one way to enhance the call to action button, which Airbnb and Monday.com do very well, which Carl has mentioned previously, which is they have contrasting colours or they have colours that pop, they have accented button colors, things that stand out. Because if you look at the Airbnb logo, it's it's a blue bluey teal logo, cool. But when they want you to do something, they grab your attention with this uh peachy color and that's the color they're using to grab somebody's attention so, so
0: that's interesting actually because normally the air blue uh, airbnb logo is this color
1: it is right yeah yeah
0: yeah Yeah, so, because
1: it, it is in the um
0: in the browser part yeah let me pull it up so what they've done here yep yeah, that's the normal color of the airbnb logo oh, very clever they have purposefully um turn this to this blue color to um, de-emphasize it. So if I click this up here, this actually allows me back onto the main site, which as this is a landing page, they do not want me to do. So it is there. The navigation element is there, but they have de-emphasized it by making it that color, and instead used their corporate colors there, the, the Airbnb red here on the Get Started
1: that's great. So so that's important that they, they even change the color of their logo which is which is no small thing for a corporation or a company to do in order to emphasize to somebody that this button is way more important than our logo right now. So yeah, come here uh, over here look here. <laughs> yeah, look here, look here, look here and that's and and it works. it's why companies do it. So let's have a look at monday.com as a great example of it as well which we've described previously. They've gone for a contrasting color against the purple which is great. Um that works. Now let's look at Airbnb's call to action in terms of their visual color very quickly, Carl, please. Airbnb or? Uh, sorry, a- Amex. Amex what is, what's it's the Amex Blue. Amex Blue, and they haven't learned a great lesson that Airbnb has done. There's too much value placed on the Amex part versus getting somebody to grab somebody's attention on what, that, I mean, they could have done that orange, they could have done that another accent color, whatever the accent color is, as part of the American Express brand. Um, uh. Just checking, yeah, it's the exact
0: same color. So that color is the same as, yes. So this blue here, I'm using a tool on my browser, which you may not be able to see, but that tool is the exact same color. Sorry, the button color is exact same as these unimportant links down here, which is the exact same as these links up here. It's all the same blue. Um, it's all uniform and i get it's yamex blue but if you're trying to emphasize something on a site an action that you want someone to take you need to use different colors you need to visually
1: highlight the call to actions absolutely otherwise it just appears as one you know if you've got got thousands and thousands of visitors who are navigating thousands and thousands of pieces of information every single day then visual appeal and Uh, standing out to make a decision is critically important especially when they've got to the website i mean that's that's a big task in itself so that's that's call to actions now here's another question carl which is where should the call to actions go and this is a great chance to quickly look at what one to describe it but one to have a look at these examples and and identify where not to put a call to action. Sure. So we kind of talked about
0: this in, when we talked about the the pizza restaurant yesterday. The tendency of most websites is they will give you all the information they think that you need, and then they'll give you um, some way to act on it. Then they'll give you the call to action. So they'll give you every single every single piece of information possible. Then they'll have a contact form or a booking form or a purchase button. Um, So most people put them at the bottom and only at the bottom of the page. That's not the right way to do it. Absolutely. We want to front and center it. So Airbnb do this so well. Um, It's right there in the header image. It's boom, get started. That is a wonderful call to action right here. Um, We want to front and center it so that, let's say somebody's come to the page and they're ready. They're ready to become an Airbnb host, or they're ready to try out a new project management software. Um, if, If that's the case, they can just click, get started, and that's it, they're on their way your page has already succeeded in converting them. So we want it front and center right at the top. That's the first place we put it.
1: Absolutely. So monday.com does this exactly the same as well. So there it is, it's, it's the title description. And then the button is there. The button's in the navigation bar and the button's in the header and title section as well, which is, which is what they want people to do. So why hide it? Why make people work to go and find it, which is what Amex has done. Um, so, um, if we just have a look at their home page. It's not here.
0: Mm. This is a login rather than a you know sign up for a credit card, uh, whereas we're assuming these people landing on this page are new and don't have an Amex, so that could easily be changed. Uh, you want a button here somewhere saying, hey, find the best credit card for you or get a credit card now, um, but instead it's buried under all this information, then immediately you have this choice of three. So. Yeah, they've buried the lead
1: there. Mm, Absolutely. So theirs is not front and center. Now, Uh, the other two ways in which we can use call to actions is we can have the call to action right at the end of the landing page. So if someone does decide to read everything, gather some information, they don't have to then navigate back to the top to actually get started. So let's see if monday.com do this. Do they do that, Kyle? Of course, yeah. There we go. So it's at the bottom. at the bottom. So so some people will read
0: through all the information. Some people will see it in the header, boom, click, they're done. Some people will read through everything and then get to the bottom and be like, yeah, okay, I'm interested in moving on. That's why we need to have it at the bottom. Otherwise, you're stuck scrolling back up to the top. And especially on mobile phones, that's going to be annoying. Um, And it's the same with Airbnb. If we go to the bottom of the page, they have a ready-to-earn so that is uh, strong. a strong reference to their their headline above so ready to earn get started fantastic I've so of course i'm ex don't i mean i don't know why we don't even have to ask you get to the bottom of their page and there are uh, 50 different
1: links to- 50 different links so they ha- so so they do have that which is which is find a type of card that suits your needs types of cards that's probably something they should be putting at the top of the page you know types of cards yeah, well, perfect. I mean, Look it takes. This, goes. this oh, just goes just, to even more information. <laughs> it's just way too much information. Um,
0: <laughs> this is even worse. Okay, but yes, that's where you would put it. Yeah. You would, you would have this as okay. Find the perfect card for you, and maybe guide them into a process of identifying the best card, Correct. which they, which they do actually have. They have a comparison tool. That's the annoying thing. They have a tool on their website which helps you find the best card for yourself. All they need to do is add that as a call to action. Um, pretty much everywhere on this page and to get people into that process and then it will say this is the best card for you and your needs
1: Mm, absolutely so so the final call to action and the way to use the call to action is to sprinkle it throughout the landing page Mm -hmm. in strategic areas where we believe and of course this will be data driven over time but if you're just building your page from scratch where we think people will make a buying decision, or where we think people are ready to move forward. So Carl, let's look at monday.com and do this really well and see where do they place their buttons. So yeah, we've got them at the top as we've
0: just discussed. Then we have um, some features and benefits here. And then we have one here. So just after some social proof, which we'll talk about in a moment, they have a get started button. This is about halfway down the page. It's not a very long page. So I think they've decided, all right, let's put one halfway. Uh, for people who don't press it at the top and they don't press it at the bottom. So that's, I mean, logically, that's a very sensible place to put it.
1: Fantastic. So that's an example there. Now let's, let's, uh, I, don't, I don't want to compare now. I feel bad for them, but let's have a look at Amex. Where have, have they sprinkled? Well, yeah. actually the you know, Amex is diff- difficult Carl, because one, we don't understand what their call to action is. You know, we don't know what they want their customer to do. Very clearly up from up front. Yeah, so, so,
0: so no, they haven't sprinkled it. I think Airbnb is a more useful example here because they have got it at the top. They've got it in this bar that follows you. They have it at the bottom. They haven't done a very good job of having one in the middle. And this is a relatively long page. Um, they have some buttons. So here we go. Learn how to. Where is it? There is one. Oh, maybe there isn't. They have other links as you go down the page. They do not have another get started if i were them i would have put one about here
1: yes that's that's a good social proof i.e come and join other people like you come and get started that's a big that's always a strong one
0: so all you'd need to do is embed another button here which says get started otherwise you're kind of maybe you've read this and you're like wow they already have three million hosts that sounds good uh I, i i'm ready they they do have it up here to be fair but you might have to keep going down to find this, or you might have to go back to the top. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but I would recommend one more halfway through the page.
1: Mm, absolutely. So Monday
0: so, did really well there.
1: Yeah, so that's that's a great example, and even companies. So so this is also showing us, um, certainly for your first sales landing page, a a good a better and a bad so you know airbnb is probably in between american express and monday.com although they have a slightly different objective and a lot more information to get across we do appreciate that there's there's a good better better and bad essentially that's that's a good way to now as we're going through the safari we're identifying this live with you um in terms of not you know not everybody nails it and monday.com would probably have had to evolve that page over time to get to where they are. So we can look at what they're doing very well and then replicate it very early on, how to strategically use call to actions and where to use them. Now, the next thing we discussed is features and benefits. Features and benefits is a fantastic informational piece to also include on your sales landing page. And Carl, let's now quickly dive into features and benefits. What does that that mean? Sure, we're going to talk
0: about this in a lot more detail over the next few days, but very quickly, we're basically telling the visitor what the product or what the service actually does, and we're showing them how it helps them. Um, We're going to go into a lot more detail.
1: So I think Airbnb is probably a good one to look at first. So before Um, before you go into that, before we actually have a look at an example, it's important to create a distinction that features and benefits are two different things. uh the features are what does the product or what does the service actually do and we we can we can grab some examples from monday.com or airbnb in a moment what does so features is what does this thing actually do then benefits is how will it help me how will it change my life so often and even big businesses merge the two and confuse the fact that they have to be separate they have to They are two different things, and both will allow different types of people to make a buying decision. But remember, ultimately, people are interested in how will this help me? And that's where we have to lay out and make very clear the benefits for them. So they're two different things. Again, we're going to cover this in a lot of detail throughout the week. So sorry, Carl, let's have a look at what Airbnb did. So Airbnb is interesting because they don't talk about their product very much.
0: And I think the reason for that is because people know what Airbnb is, they do not need to explain it in great detail. So they've been smart here. They have a little bit about what Airbnb is, but it's all the way down here, there we go, about Airbnb. What is Airbnb? What is hosting? They've buried that, that's at the bottom of the page and arguably that's not even necessary. Because if somebody's landed on this page, they probably know what Airbnb is and they probably know what Airbnb hosting is. And they want to make money. Correct. Yeah, they're, they're already there. Um, so Airbnb have recognized this and they don't talk about what Airbnb is. They they, they know that you get the basic idea, um, but they do have this kind of concession to this where they do mention um, what it is here.
1: So, so where do they present their benefits?
0: Uh, payments. Um, so they talk about it in a few different ways the benefits for them the benefit for them is actually sorry the benefit they talk about is mainly to do with risk mitigation um, and objection
1: quashing so we'll talk about
0: that in the next section
1: great fantastic so let's have a look at Mm monday.com
0: um so they do have to explain their features and benefits because it's a new tool people do not know what monday.com is as we've just talked about compared to the other large competitors in the market they need to prove themselves so they need to talk a bit more about what it is Um, what they have done is they have talked about their features and benefits and the benefits in particular against their competition so they know they're a smaller company so they have to show that they literally show that they stack up against the competition this is the first section here um, in the page after the header so this is what they are prioritizing and they have their reviews up against all of their competitors here, um, which is it's very aggressive. But as a um, as a smaller company, it, it's necessary. And then they go into their features and benefits here. So, for example, a feature might be you get five tools in one, whereas a benefit is you keep your team's momentum going. We'll go oh, into the quite, difference yeah. about them uh, tomorrow, though.
1: Great. Now, now, let's see. If we can try decode the features and benefits of American Express card.
0: So this is a classic example of, um, in marketing, we generally want to talk more about the benefits. So it's okay. This is a product. How's it going to help your life? How's it going to make your life better? What are the benefits for you, the customer? Um, that's what we tend to want to talk about. Um, we do need to talk about the features. The features are okay. This is what the product has. This is what the product does. So it's not necessarily about what it does for you. It's just about what it, what it is. Um, So this is an example of features. So this is the representative APR. This is the annual fee. This is the credit limit. This is the purchase rate. Um, These are some of the things you get. Your interest rates will change in line with the Bank of England base rates. These are features of the card. They're not really benefits. Um, So Amex in particular go extremely heavy on the features. They just talk about all the features of their cards.
1: Okay, interesting. And again, I'm personally not sure if there's, there's a legal requirement about how they describe the benefits, or they just assuming that people know what the benefits are, which is also a probably a not a good assumption, um, because look how many cards there are, look how many choices there are, how do you determine what feature equals what benefit, you know, when we talk about cashback, what's the, what's the actual benefit to that? Yes, I save money, but what's the, what's the tangible benefit to me, my family, my life?
0: Yeah, what does that mean? Can I go on a holiday? Can I go and visit my family overseas, etc? Those are the benefits which you can include in your marketing. Um, They do need to include the features, as you say, as a legal requirement, so their hands are tied there. But if you go to a specific card, again, we have features here. Here's a representative, but then, boom, key benefits. Uh, earn a welcome cashback bonus, cashback components is on this page in particular, they've done better. that's a great page. Yeah. 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 This, this one's fine. This is buried though. Um, this is not the one that you are sent to immediately. So they do have some okay pages. It's just the one that they are sending traffic to the one they're paying Google ads for is this page here, this American express credit cards page, which is not good. Mm. Um, so they can talk about benefits. They choose not to. And instead they talk about features here, just all of the features. And it's, again, overwhelming. It just adds to the overload. Mm, absolutely.
1: So that's, that's again, us comparing features and benefits and how they are presented across each of these landing pages. Although American Express does have good sales landing pages, they're hidden, and their advertisements and their ad spend is not directing people to the, the exact solution. They're hoping or they're expecting their customer to work hard in order to find that solution. That's the, that's the important point here. So let's now look at something... Another element and something which is almost critical on your landing page. Uh, Amongst everything else, this one's an important one because we are helping people transition. Although it's quite common, there's many people still who are transitioning to making purchases online and actually are wary about making purchases online and wary about people making a promise and not fulfilling it. And the way we can handle this is by presenting the visitor to our site two things and one is squashing objections dealing with objections answering questions and paired with that another element is called social proof and social proof will show you how these are described because when somebody comes to your site you know essentially you're promising them something and when you give them money how do you know or what supports evidently and what supports their claim that you're going to fulfill that promise when they hand over that cash and this is especially true online you know so essentially we need to overcome fear especially if you are new if there's your first sales landing page if you're a startup even if you're a company opening up a new product a new product line this is important airbnb have handled this because people know airbnb but Airbnb people who visit the site are still gonna have elements of fear. They're gonna have parts where they think, is this too good to be true? What do I trust? How do I know this is gonna work? I actually don't know anybody who's been an Airbnb host, or I know somebody who's had a nightmare as being an Airbnb host. So they got a lot of work to do on this page. And the way they do that work is via these two mechanisms, dealing with objections and presenting social proof. Yep, exactly. So it's all about getting rid of fear
0: and getting people towards that call to action, getting people to act and complete, um, whether it's a purchase or signing up or whatever that particular action is. Um, Monday.com, again, does this really well. They're relatively unknown in their field. They're an underdog. They are not known. Unlike Asana, Reich, Basecamp, Trello, these are big companies. Um, so they immediately go in and show reviews. This is G2 Crowds Reviews is a third party review service. So they are saying, hey, it's not just us saying this, this is a legit review. And look how we stack up against um, our competitors. People like us more. So this is immediately uh, showing some data based on G2 Crowd Reviews. as social proof to a certain extent. Um, and it's a way of getting over the objection that, hey, I've never heard of you guys, monday.com. Why should I use you instead of Basecamp? Uh,
1: they- yeah, and, and just a word, Carl, on social proof because I didn't really explain in detail what it is.
0: Well, let, I think let's use this example here because okay. this is perfect. So they have a whole social proof section here. Social proof is basically showing, hey, we are a real company, we are legitimate, we deliver on our promises. Um, this is what we're promising you, and hey, look. These are some people we've worked with, or this is what people have to say about us. So in this case, they are saying, look, we work with Hulu, Uber, eBay, BBC, Costco. These are companies you've heard of. Um, they work with us. They trust us. So therefore you should too.
1: This is social proof. That's some serious name dropping, and that's 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 why they are name dropping—not to look cool, but to create social proof, to create trust that they do deliver on their promise.
0: Yeah, so it's like, oh look, BBC Studios work with them. Well, if BBC Studios work with them, they're probably fine, you know. And you that allows you to click that get started. They also have join more than a hundred thousand teams who use Monday.com. Again, social proof. This one isn't backed up with anything, uh but it's it's adding to this uh, evidence that they are um they're worth trusting
1: yeah and another way people objection bust and uh, present social proof is via reviews typically google reviews or trust pilot reviews what they're doing here is again showing evidence that they can fulfill their promise and here money.com's got two reviews on their website Mm -hmm.
0: yep one reviewed on g2 crowd reviewed on capterra again these are third-party review sites um other ones you might know are trustpilot and google reviews often you'll see them popping up on websites and that's all about building that social proof showing hey look we're legit we deliver what we promise um one other thing that a lot of companies do especially online is offer things like free trials or discounted starts um monday.com actually has a 14-day free trial and if you click get started you get that free trial for some reason they have not highlighted it on this page um which i think is a bit of a mistake a bit of a misstep on their side
1: yeah and we don't know if they're they're split testing their landing page without getting detailed but typically any kind of software like carl says has some sort of free friction free trial period to get you to buy in and actually download and use the product so that yeah. is interesting that's a very that's a typically very powerful hook so what what monday.com do very well is they do the social part very well let's have a look at airbnb because what they have is a really tough job which is objection busting and dealing with uh pre-objections that may come up yeah so airbnb for the hosts in particular they have a balancing act here
0: the reward is hey i get to earn money as an airbnb host the risk is how do i know who's going to turn up my house what if they steal my stuff or if they break my tv what if they you know have a huge party this is the risk these are the worries that a uh, airbnb host is or potential airbnb host those kind of things are going through their head therefore most of this page it's all about objection busting. It's all about jumping in front of those objections and saying, hey, we get it. We understand. These are things you worry about. You do not need to worry about them. We've got you covered. Um, so immediately um, under the earn money as an Airbnb host, they have this. We have your back. Um, so we have up to a million US dollars in insurance um, down here. They have a testimonial from a guy. This is Dennis. So this is social proof. But it also has... Um, it has talk about their guarantee here. The host guarantee helped me decide to join Airbnb because I have it to fall back on if there's damage or problems. Again, this is mm-hmm. objection busting. This is a mix of social proof and objection busting. Next section, we've got you covered. Ability to require government ID before booking. House rules. Free one million dollar protection liability insurance, etc., etc. That's this whole page is set up to make you think or to reassure you that it's safe your house is gonna be safe
1: so so they've they've also there looking at the site there they've also presented similar information on the way monday.com did where they they're saying other people have used are using this service
0: yep so there are three million or two point nine million hosts eight hundred thousand Airbnb stays every night and 14,000 new hosts per month. Again, they're saying, hey, a lot of other people are doing this. Um, There's safety in numbers. You don't need to be worried about this. This whole page um, is about de-risking the proposition.
1: Mm, Absolutely. So again, Airbnb is doing a cracking job there because people will come to the door with these objections and they're handling it really well by presenting that information in a clear, concise way and using social proof testimonials in whilst they bust those objections as well very powerful there's like they got there's a layered approach there now let's have a look at american express and see and almost how do we assess this because
0: so i mean
1: they don't do any they don't do any social proof there are
0: no reviews from third-party sites they don't talk about how many people have annexes uh basically basically they don't do this there's no objection um squashing there's no social proof um and to be fair though they don't need to um it would be a waste of space for them to prove that they are legitimate and that we can trust them they're a large enough company they're a large enough brand that they have that trust already so that would be a waste of space so i can't fault them here
1: yeah because they can't and, and there would definitely be rules and regulations around um oh ba- well barack obama uses our american express like uh, this celebrity uses American Express. I mean, there's, there's again, like Carl says, there's no need to do that. And I guess the message or important lesson here is that not all of the elements that we have described will be relevant or necessary to put on your sales landing page. So that's a core message here. So we're not really going to critique American, American Express here because they spend money and they, they're such a well-established brand that, People know it's a credit card. People know what they're gonna get with this credit card. So they don't have to necessarily include that. They don't have to necessarily include 500 million people um, use our credit card um, because people just, you know, they're just so well established. They're no different to a Coca-Cola in that sense. Whereas if somebody says American Express, they almost know what they're gonna get. So that is where you would have the discussion with us in the Slack group for free and say, well, this is my business. I'm debating whether I need a objections handling part on my landing page. And then we can give you an objective view. Actually, no, th- based on your niche, there's just an assumption that there's not many objections. So why do, we don't think you necessarily have to include it there.
0: Yeah, and we like dumping on Amex. I mean, it was fun <laughs> <laughs> to mean things about this page. For this particular thing, they don't need it. Um, so the fact that we are not <laughs> criticizing for them for that I think really shows you do not need all elements on all sites.
1: Yeah. And hopefully you feel that we have tried to be as objective as possible here. We're not just looking at one of the big guys and saying, your page is rubbish compared to somebody who's smaller. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to look at the components with live examples. And these components slash elements are what you would feature on your sales landing page, Hmm. and we can see what, what people do well what people don't do so well. And also the other final important lesson is you may not need to include all of these core elements and components on your page. You can pick and mix just like you don't have to necessarily have the big five animals on your safari trip as all of your favorites. You may only pick one or two as your favorite animals and take a picture of them or or buy the t-shirt with a zebra or a giraffe on it. That's the purpose here. And to clarify, just as a repeat message, to clarify, this is a general outlook and an evaluation of sales landing pages. Why they're important, what are the core components to put on them, but this will be specific and niche to your business as well. Whether you've got a website now or you don't have a website at all, the sales landing page will be dependent on what your business is. So if you ask us, should I have Um, social proof on my website. It's going to say, well, it depends. Our answer is always going to be it depends. Give us a bit more clarity and information. The best place to do that is in the Slack group. And that is that link to get into that is completely free is in the description below. So go check that out and go come and have the conversation about your sales landing page there. And it's a good place to do this because clients pay us thousands and thousands of pounds to go and develop their sales landing pages. And you can have access to myself and Kyle, because you are listeners and watchers of the BBO show, we're more than happy to answer some of your questions there. So this has been a great uh, day in terms of driving around the online safari with us, having a look at everything uh, everything we would include in the sales landing page by looking at some big players in the market and their sales landing pages, what they do well, what they don't do so well, and how they use these components and elements that we are suggesting you may want to use within your landing page.
0: Fantastic. Um, The sole purpose of today really was just to orientate you so that Mm. you can now look at landing pages, you can look at websites and start to think like, they should be using that header a bit more, like, well, that's a bit wasteful. Why have they got up there? Well, I wonder why they did that. If you're starting to think this kind of thing while you're looking at websites, that's fantastic. We're already on our way. What we're going to do, though, over um, tomorrow and Thursday is we're specifically going to be using this um, to start building the skeleton of our sales page, the sales page you're going to be using in your particular business. We're going to be looking at the elements that we covered today and feeding the learnings from today, from today's, you know, tour, guided tour into what we produce over the next two days. Um, and importantly, because of this whistle tops, uh, whistles, I can't say it. Tour,
1: whistle stop tour,
0: <laughs> yeah. we know what good versions and bad versions of these elements are. Um, so yeah, Amex might've had most of the elements, but they didn't do them very well. Um, so what can we do better? so i'm hoping we're going to be in a really good strong position to be able to start building out our landing pages and our sales pages over the rest of the week
1: fantastic so as always before myself and carl sign out number one remember to subscribe to the show number two come and join us in our slack group number three we are now on audio only so you can go get busy go get running go do the dishes go look after the kids and have this learning experience that we share with you on the BBO show playing in the background. So you can access that on Apple, Spotify, etc. Just the classic common podcast apps. Remember show notes and descriptions and a written version of the show is also available at bbo.show. That's the website. You just type in bbo.show and the show page will appear. And that's it from today. So my